Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand You are listening to the Sweet Baby O Podcast. I'm Lynn Browder, and I have a son, Owen, who's 10 and has autism. And I started doing this podcast uh, to share about our journey and to share, share my emotions and how we go about working through some of the, the challenges that we have and the victories are amazing uh, as we go through um, our different growing spurts and and learning experiences and autism is as much about how I handle it as it is about Owen having it. And so I kind of focus on how you know we work through a lot of the the new things and the new things that become old things that become new things that become the routine things and then we circle back around. Uh, that's all in the routine. It's completely and totally all in the routine. We have had some pretty good days. We've had some pretty roller coastery days. Uh, and we are, you know, having some very calm moments. That's one of the, the hardest things sometimes is trying to kind of keep a balance in our everyday life. Um, uh, his emotions, my emotions, they go up and down. I mean, anytime you think that one of us is, is calm, it seems like the other one's got something going on. So it, it's constantly in a state of how can we find the calm? How can we find the calm before a storm, in the storm, after the storm? How can we create it so we don't have to worry about those storms? He has been, I, I still lack the right word. I, I want to call it a, an obsession, but it's not truly an obsession. It, it's an emotional response after he has a visual target, a visual moment, a visual fixation. I'm not even sure what it is with blue pants. He looks at them. He sees that someone isn't wearing them. And that's where the process of a meltdown uh, starts. If he can't control it, if he's had a lot of sensory moments, um, if he is on edge or if there's anything else that has been going on, or he's just had a lot of time on his hands, those moments are created and then it causes a meltdown when he doesn't have someone that he's happy with, associated with, looking at, that if they're not wearing blue pants. This has been going on for over a year. Um, Really, (laughs) we're at a loss. I just... If it wasn't something that 
half the world doesn't even wear or doesn't want to wear, doesn't like, uh, you know, tons of people can't wear blue pants, won't wear blue pants. And blue pants generally means blue jeans to him, but it can be blue pants, blue pants in general. So it's something that he has to get over. He has to find a way to get through this. And we have therapists, we have more therapists, we have more therapists, and we have his teacher and, and you know, the aides in the school and just our church and friends and family all working towards the goal of moving him forward in this realm. It's... It's very controlling over a lot of the situations that we have because he can't move through the blue pants. And we are working with multiple people trying to find a way to help him, guide him, find solutions for blue pants. It's been well over a year, well over a year, and... There are times where it's not quite as dominant in our life, but it is constantly something that we focus on. And right now we're in uh, vision therapy for this, and um, it's just one more resource of trying to find a way to get him to focus on something different. Um, and that's not strictly what this is about, but it's, it is one way to kind of help him through all of this. And it's just a constant struggle of how to get him to be calm in these storms. One of the things that we've worked on over the years is breathing techniques and redirection. Uh, When I can tell that he's going to go into a meltdown, the best thing I can do, and this is sometimes hard because of my own distractions, because of the own, you know, where where we are, maybe in the car or where, you know, in out in the public. Those moments determine how we handle a meltdown as well. So it's not just simply, you know, me asking him a whole bunch of questions or trying to redirect him. It has to be in a a place, a, a moment in time, a position that I can direct him into a different moment in time. And, and that's one of the things that I'm trying to teach him how to look inside himself and find that calm. Trying to teach him how to breathe through things and to use his own techniques, his own ways of wording things or looking at something and then adjusting his moment, adjusting what he's thinking or focusing on so that he can move through that possible meltdown. It's hard to move him forward when he is so extremely focused. And depending on how far it goes and what 
triggers it or what words do not take him out of that moment, it can lead to hours upon hours upon hours of him just continuing to repeat himself, continuing to cry, continuing to melt into the ground or just not be happy. And learning to find a way to redirect is sometimes the hardest part of this. Once he's in a meltdown, that's the crucial part. That's trying to prevent that meltdown. To me, is step one, is is trying to find a way to get ahead of it before it ever starts. And that's that right now is the the best part or or the way I'm trying to focus on it. Trying to focus on how to get him past these blue pans. <sighs> Keeping calm for all of us and not crying with him, it's hard because seeing my son in an emotional state that I can't change, and I can't change the world to look at it differently. I can't change what they're focusing on or how they are looking at something. And so for me to not be able to help him through that, it's extremely difficult. And the older he gets, I need him to be refocused on how to move forward on these moments. And that's one of the ways that I have to change how I view things. Oh, and I breathe. It, it's it's such an emotional journey for me to see him in so many dire straits at different times. We have had some really extremely great days, though. In the last couple weeks, even with several of these meltdowns, even with these moments where Blue Pants has kind of taken over and he's not been able to settle or he's not been able to push through it, we have had some really incredible times and where he truly has grown. I can see so much growth in him. Music has become, uh, again, like another focus for us. We've kind of circled around it, and I feel like we're back into it again. And I feel like the more that he can become connected to music, to his singing, to his playing of instruments, and and finding his voice... I think that's going to give him that outlet that that's going to provide another way to get his calm in those storms. He's been wanting to um, sing basically from the minute he wakes up all through the day, whether it's at school or with me, depending on the, the day. Um, and then it, singing with uh, Siri and Alexa. He likes to ask them questions and working through different things. He'll sing with them or he'll sing with his instruments or play his instruments. 
And all of that is important to me because the more that you can connect to music, music, you know, brings a peace to our soul and it also, you know, enlightens us and it gives us another bridge in, in our, you know, maturity, in our mindset, in our moments of time. It's such an inflection, you know, of, of who, um, we are, you know, so that's important to me to be able to share those moments with him and to be able to show him that looking at music and, and, you know, experiencing what it has to offer is just going to continue to help him grow. And I'm trying to find other ways to kind of incorporate that in our everyday life. And the more that he is involved in it, the easier it is to get him involved with it because he wants to sing and he wants to get those, the, you know, the, the music out. And so I'm just really excited about that with him and trying to find like other resources that will, uh, interact with him with music and, you know, have, um, not just like a, a teacher that teaches him one particular thing with music, but to have that kind of, in, in, oh, you know, incorporated with, with all the different aspects to use music as a way to soothe his soul and also increase his vocabulary and increase his um, skills working with others. And I think that's all that part of that learning and growing experience. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it, it goes for him and what we can learn from it. Today, we uh, went out to breakfast and that's always an experience for for me and trying to kind of um, work through some of the the moments that we have and he did great we went with um, my parents and he knew what he wanted and uh, we ordered and I'm trying to get him to kind of own what he wants um, and ask for it. Uh, so we prepared for these moments and he wanted chicken, which is actually uh, chicken fried steak, but we call it chicken. He That's what he calls it. Um, and he wanted pancakes and bacon. So it was technically, he was ordering off the kid's meal of the, the pancakes and bacon, and then I was going to order a meal that had the, the chicken in it. So I have been trying to get him used to uh, checking in when we go to his therapies or to his different appointments. I want him to tell the, the person his name and that we're there for his appointment so that he has ownership of that, that he is learning that, you know, there are steps that he has to take and what that means and, and how we go about creating that, um, confidence in him for when we're going to these different, you know, meetings and appointments. And just even when we go to uh, something like the, the restaurant, I want him to be able to order what he wants for breakfast so that he can look at the menu and get an idea of what he wants and then tell the waiter or waitress that 
this is what he wants for breakfast. So this morning he did incredible. He um, looked at the menu with me and we read the different entries and he was able to say that he wanted the pancakes and he wanted the bacon. And so it was a great start to that independence. Teaching him independence is probably mm, right up there with one of the hardest things for me because in those moments in time, a lot of times it's easier for me to say, give him the pancakes and bacon because it's just, you know, with his words, they're not always loud enough. They're not always clear enough. They're not always calm enough for someone else to understand. But that's one of the things that I have to teach him. I have to teach him to slow down when he's speaking or speak louder or clearer so that he can express his voice and he can express what he needs, what he wants, what he likes, his favorite things, the food that he wants to order. A lot of times when he needs more chocolate milk or he wants more potato chips or he wants more chicken when we're eating dinner, he'll just say chocolate milk. Well, he says it so fast and so quickly. I know what it is because I hear him say it 300 times, you know, in a week, but someone else doesn't know chocolate milk is chocolate milk. And so I'm trying to get him to pronounce the words and add please, or I would like some more, or something that allows him to take those words and kind of draw it out so that he is more associated and proud of it, in control of it, uh, sharing his need, his want, his emotions in a different way and projecting it so that he's taking ownership of those moments and able to move forward. It's hard to remember that I'm supposed to teach him independence and I'm supposed to allow him to grow and I'm supposed to allow him and help him and and be a part of those moments because when somebody's waiting for you to order or check in or do something, they, they are on a time frame as well. But that's all part of the growing process. That's all part of the learning process. And everyone we've encountered, you know, thankfully has been very understanding, very helpful, very supportive. And that's lucky because it's, it's part of, society. It's part of what we have to kind of, you know, be kind, be compassionate, be understanding, because everybody, everybody is going through something. And the more that we can support each other and be kind to each other and just allow those moments, it's going to be a better place. It's just going to be a better place. So teaching Owen to be kind and considerate and show grace, that's as important as everything else that we are working on and we are doing. So I I express that to him that even through these moments that if somebody is not wearing blue pants, 
we must show them kindness and grace. We must be kind to them in those time frames, in those moments. So as a whole, he's doing amazing. He has grown so much. He's definitely in a growth spurt because of all the eating he's doing and the learning, the capacity that he has for learning things is incredible. And trying new things for all of the challenges that he faces, him actually going and trying new things, it's difficult, but I have seen him overcome so many of those obstacles, especially lately. It feels like he is kind of allowing those moments to happen more. Uh, sometimes it takes us, you know, two, three, ten times to do something that we may not have been able to accomplish the first time or get past something the first time. But to me, where we've come from, where so many things we couldn't even do, go to a store, go, you know, to a, a place, a business, these types of things, it's changed so much. So I see that growth. I'm excited about that growth. And I know that in the future, it's just going to continue to grow. It's just going to continue to get to the point where we're able to do these things together. He is taking ownership of what he's doing, how he's doing. And I, I love the sparkle in his eyes when he's realizing that he just ordered his breakfast. He ordered what he wanted for breakfast, and he was happy about it. One of the things that we have to work on, though, is what happens at a restaurant. He does not want the waiter or waitress to take away plates when we're done. Uh, every time we've been out recently, when they come to take a plate away, I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Because as soon as that plate is getting lifted, Owen, I can hear the squeal in his voice to get that done. He wants them to put that back on the table and it can't go anywhere. And all of them pretty much have understood. Some of them aren't quite sure why we still want our plates, but it, it does make a huge difference to him. And I'm not sure if it's the visual or if it's them him thinking that they're taking his food. I, I haven't quite figured out what it is, but thankfully he has been able to kind of move forward We've kept our plates and it's been great. So now we just continue to move forward with this. And I'm I'm glad. I'm glad about the fact that he's learning through it. He's working on it. And we're doing it together. And I see the progress. Autism truly is as much about how I handle it as it is about Owen having it. And that's one of the things I have to remember. I have to learn to work through these things with him for me as much as it is 
for him because I have to handle all of this. I have to learn to breathe. I have to learn to appreciate all of these little steps that are huge victories for us. I'm very thankful for how far we've come. I'm very thankful for his words and for his growth and his just every bit of it, every little step I appreciate. And I'm thankful for my sweet baby O. And I'm thankful for all of you for listening and supporting us in this journey. You have been listening to the Sweet Baby O podcast. At the beginning of this, and you'll hear the rest at the end, is the song Down This Road. And it was written by Marcus Oglesby with the band Creek Don't Rise about our journey with autism. So you will be hearing the rest of that. And please reach out to me if you have any questions. You can follow me on Facebook at Sweet Baby O or our website, sweetbabyo.com. And please, uh, you know, if you have a question, if there's something you'd like me to talk about, I would love to hear from you and uh, what you've enjoyed about our journey so far. So thank you for being on the journey with us and have a wonderful day. Life ain't always what we thought it would be. Sometimes heavy is the load. I won't give up on you. Don't give up on me. Take my hand down this road Take my hand down this road Understand, I understand You don't understand the way I am when you cry and I don't know why I'll make you smile when you cry where this road will lead nobody knows just come with me and let's see just how far it Take my hand, take my little hand, walk with me, and if you can, understand, I didn't plan for this road I'm on, but here I stand. Life ain't always what we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on me 
Take my hand Down this road Take my hand Down this road Take my hand